Converge. How y'all do today? We will not be moved. You're standing with us. We will not be moved. When everything around is shaking, you're not changing. We will not be, we will not be moved. Yeah. Come on. Put those hands together like this, church. That you don't know Where would I be If not for your love God I receive Your grace and peace It's not what I've done But what you've done for me Singing You're standing with us We will not be moved When everything around Is shaking You're not That we would trust, trust in your name. We're holding fast to your promises. What you have spoken will surely come to pass. And I'm not gonna let go. Whoa, I'm still standing. Whoa, I'm standing still. And if I fall, I know you'll catch me. You won't let go. You never will. Say, whoa, I'm still standing. Whoa, I'm standing still. And if I
feel good this morning? Because you know Jesus is still on the throne today. So we're just going to go on just a little bit. Come on, put those hands together. Come on. Ooh, yeah. Oh, 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 oh. Come on, church. I know you're ready today. That's great, because we know God has never lost a battle. Come on, I said Jesus has never lost a battle today. Come on, help me sing. Miracles when you move, such an easy thing that you can do. And your hand is moving right now. You are still showing up at the tomb of every Lazarus and your voice is calling me out and right now I know you're able and my God watch him come through again come on say you can A battle, no, you never lost a battle. And I know, I know, you never will. Come on, do you believe that today, church? Come on, I need you to sing right here. Everything's possible. Everything's possible by the power of the Holy Ghost. A new it's blowing right now Breaking my heart of stone Taking over like it's Jericho And my walls are all crashing down And right now I know you're able And my God watching come You never lost a battle. You never will. You never lost a battle. No, he's never lost a battle. My God has never lost a battle. You never will. Come on, get a little deeper. Say, you never lost a battle. You never lost a battle. Oh, you never lost a battle. Oh, he never will. Come on, one more time. 
Come on, he never will lose. No matter what giant is standing in front of God, God won't lose. He proved it all throughout the word. And with one of the most horrific stories, David and Goliath, I don't know what your mountain is today, but I do know, I do know that God is on your side. And you just so happen to be standing on the winning side. No matter what your situation looks like, no matter what you're going through, at the end of the day, when we put our head to rest, Jesus and God will get the glory. And that's where we can rest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Glory to God. Woo. Glory to God. He can do all things. God is good. You know it. I've never been. It doesn't take a trophy to make you proud. I've never been more loved than I am right now. Come on, church, you sing. that today no matter the circumstance God is still there come on sing that I feel right now wasn't holding you up so there's nothing I can do to let you down it doesn't take it doesn't take a trophy to make you proud i've never been more loved than i am right now come on sing veronica going through a storm church say you'd cross an ocean so I wouldn't drown you've never been closer than you are right now all over this room you say Jaira
Come on, sing verse three with me. I don't want to forget how I feel right now on the mountaintop. I can see so clear what it's all about. Stay by my side till the sun goes down. I don't want to forget how I feel right now.
much more does he love you? Come on, say it. How much more? How much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? How much more? Come on, we're singing that over you today. How much more does he love you? How much more does he love you? Praise the Lord. The presence of the Lord is in this place this morning. And when the Word of God declares that where the presence of the Lord is, there is fullness of joy. But I just feel prompted this morning to take a moment, not just to sing what we say, but to take an opportunity to pray with you exactly what we say. That if He cares for the lilies, and if He cares for the sparrows, how much more will he not only love you, but care for you? I don't know what you're processing, what you're navigating, what you're working through, but the power of God and the presence of God is in this place this morning. And Jesus said, my house will be called a house of prayer. So this morning, if that's you, whatever the need is, Pastor Wendy, Pastor Jesse Coquetso, if you would come. I want you to make your way to the altar. We just want to agree with you in prayer. And trust that whatever you need God to do this morning, that he will do. That he will turn it around. And let's go ahead and come this way a little bit. That he will turn it around for your good and ultimately for his glory. Now let me say this about prayer. Let me say this about prayer. Because most times we think that prayer it's an opportunity for us to inform God about our circumstances. Nothing could be farther from the truth. The reason we pray is not to inform God about our circumstances. The reason we pray is to invite God into our circumstances. To invite God's intervention. Come on, y'all gotta fix that mic now. Y'all gotta fix the mic. Y'all gotta fix the mic. We can't have any disruptions right now. We fix that. So right now in this moment, God knows everything you're going through. Everything you're going through already. In fact, the scripture says he knows what things we have need of even before we ask. So prayer is not informing God. Prayer is inviting God and saying, God, this weight, this burden is too much for me to carry. You already know, now I invite you. Now I invite you to carry the burden for me. Let's pray for the people now. If you need prayer, why don't you come? Father, we thank you for this moment. And you can join us out there to pray with and for the people that are here. Father, thank you for these that have come. God, you know their need. You know their nature. And now, God, we invite you to intervene on their behalf to do for them what they cannot do for themselves. You are still gyrant. You are still more than enough. You are still the God who is more than enough. So thank you for breaking through. Thank you, Lord, for breaking through every wall, every barrier, every burden, every circumstance, every difficulty. We lay it at your feet now for those needing a healing touch. We thank you that you are still Jehovah Rapha, the Lord who heals. Father, for those needing a financial breakthrough, 
God, I thank you that you are still Jehovah Jireh, our provider. Thank you, Lord, for moving in this place now. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. We invite you. We invite you. We invite you. We invite you now to be Jireh. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Listen, we want to agree with you in prayer this morning. We want to agree with you in prayer this morning. So if you're out there and you need prayer, we ask you to make your way to the altar. Miracles happen at the altar. Life change and transformation happen at the altar. Thank you, Jesus. We give you praise and glory now. In Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. We praise you. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Chad, why do you come back? Just sing that over us. Thank you, Lord. If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love? I say, if he, if he dresses the lilies with beauty and splendor, how much more will he clothe you? How much more will he clothe you? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? If he dresses the lilies, How much more will he clothe you? If he watches over every sparrow, how much more does he love you? How much more does he love Sing it again. Sing it again. How much more does he How much more does he love you? 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 How much more? Say, Jira, Jira, you are enough. Forever enough, always enough, more than enough. 
know you. I know you know it. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience your glory. Come on, sing it. Say, let us. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience the glory of your goodness. Yeah, say, let us become more aware of your presence. Let us experience. Let us become more aware. Come on, that's what we need to do. Let us experience the glory of His goodness. And fill the atmosphere. Come on, sing it with authority. Your glory, God, is what my heart longs for. To be overcome by your presence. Come on, one more time. Come on, sing it with authority. Holy Spirit, yes. Come on, the power is in your tongue. God's given that to you. bask in your glory now we thank you God for your peace in this moment for lifting every burden and destroying every yoke only you can do that so right now father we receive your peace that passes all understanding in every season in every circumstance it's your presence we long for to be overcome to be overtaken, to be overwhelmed by your love. Thank you, Lord. We've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. Amen? Yeah, we've tasted and seen that the Lord is good. 
and his mercy. His mercy endures forever. In fact, I just feel like the Lord wants you to kind of drink deep. And I know it's symbolic and it's figurative, but sometimes life will take you through places that will, that will leave you empty and dry. And sometimes we just need to drink deep the presence of God to satisfy, to satisfy those longings in our heart, to satisfy our thirst. Thank you, Lord, for your promise. You said, blessed are those who hunger and thirst after righteousness, for they shall be filled. And Father, this morning, I thank you. Your presence overwhelms us, and you fill our cup until it runs over. Not just a drop, not just a little bit, but this morning, God, fill us to overflowing. Fill us to overflowing. In Jesus' name. It's the presence of God. And I know you sense Him in the room. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. You may be seated in the house of the Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for visiting us this morning in this place. In Jesus' name. We thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. You know, it's, it's hard to transition from those moments, right, in the presence of God, because you just want to linger there. You just want to stay there. But I think what we're about to do next is, is apropos, it's fitting, because this morning we get to add uh, some new families to our congregation. And this is, this is why I think it's fitting. In the book of Acts, chapter 2, the Bible says that they were all gathered together in one place in one accord, 120 believers in the upper room. Because they were in one accord, in the same place in prayer the scripture declares then the Holy Spirit came you know a lot of times we talk about the suddenlies of God what I've discovered is the process usually precedes the suddenly you see the reason the Holy Spirit came suddenly was because they were gathered together in one place in one accord and sometimes in our lives personally and even in his church we have to align ourselves so that God can show up. God doesn't show up in the place where there is strife and discord. He shows up in the place where there's unity. And the reason God has visited us this morning is because our hearts were united in one accord for an audience of one. In a few weeks, I'll begin a series where I'll be teaching on the person, the power, the presence, and the purpose of the Holy Spirit. And I think what happened this morning is just a glimpse of what God desires to do in the midst of his people. And it happens through the person of the Holy Spirit. But the reason this moment is important as we welcome these families into our uh, community of faith 
is I think this is sort of a God handshake saying welcome to what I'm about to do next in this house where you will experience my power and you will experience my presence. Here's why this group is, is especially important to us. They are our first new members class of Converge Church, amen? So listen, you guys have that distinction uh, because in 2020, uh, we didn't only go through a rebranding process, uh, but we became a brand new church and we relaunched as Converge Church. But you guys know in March of 2020, uh, not only Texas, not only the United States, but the entire world shut down. And even though we had plans in March of 2020 to have a Next Steps new members class, that was disrupted. Uh, and so we've, we've kind of pivoted from uh, meeting in person uh, to online only, to going to a hybrid of in-person and online, Saturday nights now to Sunday mornings. And so we just felt it was that right time for us to invite those who felt called of the Lord to be a part of this local body, the body of Christ. Pastor Wendy, why don't you join me as we welcome these families? Yeah. We have a total of five families, a total of five families uh, that will be joining us and partnering with us in all that God is doing right here at Converge Church. Thank you, Dalvin. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And uh, one family isn't present, but listen, we're going to celebrate uh, those who are. Pastor Wendy, why don't you greet the people and, and, uh, and then we'll welcome these new families. You might need to flip the... That would be it. <laughs> Greetings to everyone. We are so excited to be, have the opportunity to welcome new families. Uh, anything that's healthy grows, but all growth is not healthy. And that's the difference between a growing tumor or a bulging bicep. So right now we are excited to be exercising our biceps we by are. the spirit in having numerical growth. And God calls us to that, not to numbers, but every family represents a soul Absolutely. that will fall into the way of God, Amen. which then can be passed down to their children, their children, their children. Amen. And so we're just passing through this place. And so it is an honor for us to be here Absolutely. today I'm trying to get myself together because we've just been praying for the people and it's something to know who you are. And even though I have birthed Nia and Levi, I know that I am a mother and not just to Nia and Levi. So my mama prayer warrior is stirred up right yeah, now. Yeah, and yeah. so it is a good time to welcome people, especially yeah. while the spirit of the Lord is here. Absolutely. And that Absolutely. we can walk in our full anointing. You can be a papa of the house Amen. and I can be a mama of the house. Amen. But just know as you have connected with Converge, yeah. you will be loved. Yes, you will. You will be prayed for. You will be corrected. Amen. Period. When the time is necessary, Amen. we will be corrected. Absolutely. When the time is necessary, we have overseers and trustees. But you will be valued. 
and you will be released into what God has called you to do. And so while you are here, we are called to equip you, to love on you, to walk beside you, but then release you to do what you can do to continue a legacy for the Lord in the earth. Amen. Amen. Awesome. 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 And I echo everything Pastor Wendy just shared. So without further ado, we'd like to welcome the following families, the following individuals. Uh, Don and Natasha Isom, would you come make your way to the stage if you don't mind? Don and Natasha Isom and your daughters, Kaylin and Leah may join you as well. Why don't you come and we'll have you so everybody can get to know you and uh, why don't you guys come? Uh, we also like to invite uh, Gregory McKinney. Gregory McKinney, would you make your way? Come on down this, right down this way. All the way to the end, all right? Bless you, Don. Bless you, bless you. Awesome. We'd also like to welcome, uh, and she's no stranger, she's no stranger, and they're no strangers to Converge Church, uh, but she, uh, uh, we kind of grandfathered her in, but she still wanted to go through the next steps process with us, and uh, why don't you welcome uh, Kolo Makafolo and, and her hunk of burning love, Mr. Mac, Coquetto Macafolo, they are no strangers to you. Why don't you come on down? Welcome, welcome, welcome. All right. And then uh, we also have, okay, um, we have James and Kendra Smith. They couldn't be here today uh, due to some scheduling conflicts. But last, certainly not least, uh, we want to welcome uh, Ricky and Queen Smith. Why don't you come on down? Uh-oh. Amen. Amen. Welcome to the family. God bless you. Welcome to the family, Ricky. Appreciate you. Listen, let me tell you one of the reasons I'm super excited about this, not that we're growing numerically, but listen, all the people on the stage except uh, 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 Kolo and Koketso, um, you guys, are you, you're not McKinney, you're Salina? Okay, Salina, from Salina, and then uh, Melissa. Melissa, you guys are Plano. Uh, uh, you're McKinney. Frisco, loud and wrong, come on somebody. Okay, so my, mess, my excitement was, I thought everybody was from McKinney, but we'll, we'll, we'll celebrate. His last name is McKinney, that's why. Oh, McKinney. that's why, my bad. But listen, we're reaching Melissa, we're reaching Salina, Come on, we're reaching Frisco, Plano, and right here in McKinney. And uh, so we're super excited, and we're excited about all that God will do next. Let me just say this to you. Uh, I'm missing something that was on there. Can I borrow your certificate real quick? Let me tell you what membership looks like here at uh, Converge Church. Uh, these amazing families that are on the stage have agreed to align in four areas, and that's what my message is really about uh, this morning. Four agreements, four agreements as they become a part of our uh, body of believers. Listen, number one, they're committing to protect the unity of the church. Amen? That's a big deal. Because the scripture says how good and pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. The second thing they, they have committed to and they're aligning with is that they will share the responsibility of this church. That one is too great a number to accomplish, it's too small a number to accomplish anything great. That what God does next in us and through us, he will do together 
because we are better together. Uh, number three, that they will serve the ministry of the church. Amen? Uh, that greatness in the kingdom of God is not measured by how well we are served, but how well we serve. And Jesus came to give us that example by becoming the ultimate servant leader. Amen? In fact, Jesus, Jesus gave us that example when he washed his disciples' feet. So one of the things we say here at Converge is everybody does the dishes. Uh, and one of the things we believe here at Converge is that towels are greater than titles. Mm -hmm. So we take the towel and we wash each other's feet and we follow Jesus' example. The, the fourth thing that they're committing to, fourth thing, here it is, is that they will contribute to the health of this church. Amen? That by coming on board with us, they're going to add value to us and will be better because of them. And here's what we're excited about. Uh, because Gregory uh, jumped right in and he's already adding value. He serves as an usher greeter, but he's also a life coach. And you will be hearing from Gregory, incredible communicator. We're stronger already. Uh, Don Isom, and, and, and Don uh, has been in the shadows running sound for us about four weeks ago. He said, listen, I believe this is where my family's supposed to be. And he immediately jumped right in and said, where can I serve? Not only uh, has he been running sound for us, last week he filled, up, filled, filled in on the keys. He played the keyboard last week with our worship team. And so we're honored, man, that you're taking this journey with us. Uh, his beautiful wife, Natasha, is also going to be serving. I, I forget where, but her daughters uh, have already committed to serve with Converge Kids so that our kids can be in good hands. Listen, they have committed to serve this local body. And because of that, we're better. You guys know Colo and Coquetso. They already wear multiple hats. They do all kinds of amazing things here behind the scenes on stage. We're honored that you're taking this journey with us as well. All right, Queen and, 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 and Ricky, we've been having some conversations. Uh, before I hear, a little bird, a little bird told me that, that, listen, listen, a little bird told me, well, I can't let it out. Y'all just got to see for yourselves. In Jesus' name. See, y'all so nosy. Church folk, y'all like, like the tea. But they will also be serving, and I had a great time uh, uh, getting to know Ricky. Uh, background in operations, man. And uh, listen, let me tell you, this is how, this is how as a pastor, when I meet with a leader, these are some of the things I know. These are some of the things that people say or ask that let me know, okay, this guy is a leader. You know the first thing you ask me? How many parking spots we got? Now, most people don't think about that, but for pastors, that's a big, big deal. That one question let me know, okay, this guy's been around big churches. He's been a problem solver. He's been a solutions guy. And the same thing with his wife, Queen. Uh, Pastor Wendy got to spend some time with her. And we ain't going to say everything, but let me tell you, man, on this stage, let me tell you what y'all looking at right here. Avengers Assemble. Yeah. <laughs> yes, sir. Come on. Yes. Come yes. on, Black yes. Widow. <laughs> Who else we got on the stage? I don't know. I don't know all the Avengers. But maybe that's you Spider-Man. You'll be Spider-Man. I don't know. But we're excited to welcome these amazing families uh, to our 
uh, community of faith. And one of the reasons we do this is to introduce them, but also for us to pray with them and for them as we receive them into our local body. Can we do that? Thank you. All right. Father, we thank you. We thank you, God, for what you're doing in this season at Converge Church. And God, I thank you for moving upon the hearts of these amazing people. That God, we believe you sent them our way because you saw the need. You sent them our way to be an answer to prayers that Wendy and I have prayed privately. So God, beyond just the formality of being introduced publicly, God, I thank you that they are sent by God on assignment to help us become better. Father, we receive them with open arms. And Father, we commit to them publicly before this crowd of witnesses and before you to love them, to serve them. Oh, Father, like the shepherd to protect them. Like the shepherd, God, to bring them to places where they will find green pastures and still waters. And Father, as a community of faith, not just as their pastors, but as their new church family, we welcome them with open arms to love them and to serve them as we serve your kingdom purpose together. In Jesus' name. And everyone said, amen and amen. Come on, let's give it up. Yeah, 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 yeah. For Ricky and Queen, Colo and Joquetzo, Leah, Kaylin, Isom, Natasha Isom, Don Isom, and Gregory McKinney. God bless you and welcome to the family. We appreciate you. Amen. God bless you. God bless you. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. <laughs> Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Blessings. Welcome to the family. Welcome to the family. Love you. Amen. I'm excited. It is very exciting. When we first, when uh, Ray first answered the call to, to pastor, and I've told you this story over and over again if you've been with us, but it's still, I think it resonates even more now. His buddy from Liberia called from London. And when Ray was about, we were about to start um, the church and he asked Ray, I hadn't met him in person. He said, can I speak to your wife? And so he said, sure. And so he got on the phone and he said to me, sister, the Lord says you are worried about many things. Mm. He said, but don't worry. Yeah. And so he gave me a word of, of just how to um, conduct as his wife. I'll keep that private. Uh, but then he said, I see the feet. He said, I see the feet of the supernatural help that the Lord is going to give you. And so even though we've talked about this privately is as we welcome people, it is not just like you said, the formality, but you are an answer to prophecy that was given to us 12 years ago. Absolutely. And so every foot that was on here, I'm sure Samuel saw that it was your feet. You are the supernatural help in this season that God is sending. So thank you for answering that call. Yeah, fantastic. All right, that's all I have. Andrea, why don't you come? And Cassie, I'm sorry. Thank you, thank you. Yes. Good morning, good morning, good morning, good morning. Thank you guys so much 
for joining us for Converge Live. We are in person, and so it is always a blessing when we see each of your faces here. We also want to say good morning to Converge Nation, our online virtual family who joins us each week now via live stream. So that is a blessing in and of itself too, yes. And if this is your first time here with us, we say welcome to you too. We have borrowed the catchphrase from Olive Garden that when you're here, you're family. So as you can see, we are adding to our family. It is growing. For our first time guests to celebrate your first time here with us, we do ask, please stop by the Welcome Center. At the end of our worship experience, our pastors are going to be over there. They want to greet you. They want to shake your hand. They want to hug your neck and just connect with you. We also have a small gift for you. It's our way of saying thank you for choosing to be here with us today. Yes, thank you. And if you are not following us already on social media, please do so um, on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube. We are at We Are Converge. At TikTok, we are at Converge Church. It, we will keep you posted on all the things coming up, such as some of these save the dates. So June 5th, June 5th is a new sermon series. Um, it is also Pentecost Sunday, if you did not catch uh, that date. So uh, we are commemorating um, the Holy Spirit descending onto the apostles and the disciples and really kicked off and started the mission of the Christian church. So um, it's a very exciting time. And as we all love all of um, Pastor Ray's uh, sermons in general, uh, we know he brings a lot of passion and fire to yes. any new series. So we're looking forward to that. So make sure to join us on June 5th. Um, also, the following Sunday, June 19th. June 19th will be our celebration for fathers, father figures, the special men in your lives. Um, so we definitely want to have, we'll have something special to celebrate, um, again, that all the fathers and, and father figures. There will also be um, baby dedications, baby dedications. So there will be a sign-up outside in the lobby, but you can also email admin at weareconverged.com. We want to bring your, your littles into the family. It is not a baptism. It is not salvation for them, but it is committing them and dedicating them to this family. Yes. We will pray for them. We will be part of their upbringing, and you are also committing them to, to us in that way, too, that you will um, guide them um, in that way through the church. So uh, we look forward to um, bringing your little ones in, too. So make sure to sign up or email admin at wearecombergechurch.com. Thank you, Cassie. As we move into the Blessed Life segment of our worship experience, I normally don't come up here with stuff in my hands because I'm clumsy and I'll drop stuff, but I have a little envelope. And this is our opportunity to sow into God's kingdom. It's our opportunity to partner financially in helping move forward the vision, mission, and purpose that God has given us here at Converge. So if you would like to join us and partner financially, we have multiple ways that you can do that. First, our ushers are in the aisles. They have envelopes and ink pens. If you need one, just raise your hand. We ask that you would please fill out the details in its entirety so that we can properly account for your giving and your generosity. You can also give online safely and securely by visiting us at weareconverge.com forward slash give. You can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount to 77977. And then you can give via our mobile app. You can just search the iOS and the app store the iOS and the Android app stores to find and download Converge Church Plano. So we do appreciate your giving. We appreciate your generosity. We appreciate you partnering with us to do all that God has called us to do here at Converge. Let us have a quick word of prayer. 
Heavenly Father, we come to you in the name of Jesus, and we thank you for the opportunity to sow into your kingdom. We thank you, Father, for you being our source and everything that you have blessed us with, not just financially, but in this moment, we are praying and thanking you for financial gifts. We pray for every hand that has given, every hand that has sown, every home that has blessed this ministry, and we pray that you would bless them a hundredfold, Father God. We also pray for those who always desire to give, but God, we understand that this may not be that moment. We love you, God. We appreciate you, and we thank you that you are our source. You are our supply. Every good and perfect gift, including financial gifts, comes from you, our Father in heaven. It is in Jesus' name that we pray, and we bless this offering. Amen. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for your attention. Enjoy the rest of the worship experience. Greetings again. I just wanted to come up. We have some special guests in town, and so I just wanted to show them some honor. Uh, As you all know from last week, uh, we told you for graduation Sunday, uh, we have Veronica graduating, Marcus graduating, Nia, Miss Wilhelmina already graduated. And so Nia's graduation is actually tomorrow, and so we have lots of -of out-of-town guests that I wanted to introduce. And for, we're gonna ask uh, Raifa and Kiona to stand up. Now Raifa, if you're a part of women's ministry, <laughs> this is our cousin Raifa that is usually online. So if you haven't spoken to her, hug her neck on your way out. And so this is our cousin that we're always shouting out to and her daughter, Kiona. And this is our cousin by Ray's side. So that is a good old Liberian woman. And she's single. She's got good credit yes, and a nice is. job. She Come lives on. in Atlanta. So if you send me an email at Pastor Wendy at We Are Converged. I'll do a background and a credit check on you, gentlemen. Yes, Boaz, if you're out there, we are accepting applications. <laughs> Next, I would like to introduce my baby brother, Michael. Michael, if you can stand up, turn around, let the people see how fine you are. And he, too, is single with no children. He's a good man. He knows how to cook, and he takes really good care of his mama. So if you are interested, Shunamite woman, you can send me an email at pastorwendy at weareconverged.com, and I'll do a background check, a credit check, and I will check a couple of references with employers just to make sure you're not a little crazy on the side. Thank you, Michael. (laughs) All right, we have our baby sister, Shavelda, in the house. (laughs) Now, that's the baby of the six of us, and Shavelda is in Savannah. She is also single with a good job. She's in Savannah right now, moving to Tampa. So if you, Boaz number two, want to send me your information, we'll take it. Now, the chief... S of our whole crew is our sister Gail. Stand up, Gail. Hey, Gail. Turn around. Gail is married, so do not send any inquiries. (laughs) My brother-in-law, he's not here with us, but they came in from Los Angeles. We also have a brother, Willie, who is a pastor in East St. Louis, and a sister, Penny, and you all know my sister, Sydney. So Sydney and I, and I wanted to share this story quickly because sometimes people think that the hiccups or the bumps in your story make you disqualified. 
tribe. Our father was anointed with the spirit of Abraham and he tried to really do his part to repopulate the earth. <laughs> and so they are, there are Sydney and I share the same mother. All of us have different mothers, but we share the same father. But thanks be to God and to Gail. Gail has for the last, since I was 19 and I'm 51, how many years that is, has made sure that we have stayed together. And so we will talk on the phone, we check on each other, we are still family, so I am honored to have them here. And so please welcome them and hug their necks when you are outside. I already tried to, uh, Michael is on layaway. I already tried to give him a hookup, so don't try to pass him your number. You gotta go through me, because I already had a little something in the works. So girls, if you look at him and you say, she said he was single, I need you to go through me, because we are working on a little layaway plan for Brother Michael, layaway trying to plan. get him to Dallas. But anyway, thank you, family. Um, shout out to my mom, my sister, Sydney. She's out of town, so she'll be here, and we've got other family coming in. Thank you for loving my people, and our people can be our people. Amen. And now I'm expecting you to preach straight on out of that light blue jacket. <laughs> so straight on out. Just straight on out. So In Jesus we name. love you guys. Thank love you. you too. Mm. All right. Amen. Thank you. Thank you. Right, let me help you down, real quick. All right. You're welcome. Awesome. Awesome. All righty. Anybody ready for the word? Yeah. All righty. We're gonna dive in and. Um, uh, we are not currently in a sermon series. This is sort of a one-off sermon, but I thought it would be fitting, especially with everything today represents with adding new families uh, to our community of faith uh, to just uh, emphasize some things that are important to who we are as a body of believers. Today's message is simply titled, uh, The Four Agreements. The Four Agreements. Uh, the Four Agreements of the Local Church. But even more specifically, The Four Agreements of Converge Church. And I think it's critically important that we understand this as Christ followers, not only as it relates to this local assembly, but as it relates to our identity as members of the body of Christ and how important the church is to God. In fact, uh, Bill Heibel said it this way, uh, that the, the local church is the hope of the world. And the reason we can say that and the reason we can believe that is that after Jesus had done everything he could possibly do in 33 and a half years, he left the church with the power of attorney to continue the work of transformation in the earth. And it began on the day of Pentecost. If the church was that important to Jesus, I believe the local church should be that important to us. <laughs> Unfortunately, and I think uh, COVID-19 sort of exacerbated this mindset, uh, we have become more independent when God's design for us as Christ followers is to be interdependent. Uh, let me say it this way. God desires that we are dependent upon him, that he is our source, that we are independent from sin, but interdependent on one another. Because no man, no woman was designed to be an island unto themselves. It is God's design. It is God's design that we are relational. And again, you talk to a lot of believers, you talk to a lot of Christ followers, they have become more and more comfortable living in isolation when that was never God's design. So let me talk to you about these four 
agreements, and I'll go fast and furious. Uh, today's anchor text is lifted from 1 Corinthians uh, chapter number one. If you're following along, the text should be on the screen. But if you're following along in your Bibles, how many old school people just love the sound of Bibles and the pages turning? Come on, somebody. Listen, thank God for technology, but there's just some things, man, some traditions that I still love and embrace. How many of you realize that just because it's old doesn't mean it's obsolete? And that just because something is new doesn't mean it's necessary. Tradition still matters, especially when it comes to the text. So I ain't knocking you if you're on your iPad or your iPhone. I'm just saying, I'm just old school. I like to turn pages, right? We like to do both, okay? Here we go. First Corinthians chapter number one, beginning at verse 10. Listen, if you're a first-time visitor with us this morning, I just want you to know, I just want you to know <clears throat> that um, you chose a good day to come, and here's why. Because I left my notes at home. <laughs> left it on a printer, which means you get the 20-minute sermon <laughs> instead of the usual. So y'all going to get a little appetizer today because uh, I don't have my notes I do have some of my notes, uh, uh, but I don't have all of them, so uh, we'll, we'll get to what we can in Jesus' name. All right, here we are, 1 Corinthians chapter 1, beginning at verse number 10. Notice what Paul writes to the church at Corinth. He says, now I plead with you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all do what? Speak the same thing. And that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together in the same mind and in the same judgment. Let me read that to you again. Because again, today's message is titled, Four Agreements. And I think there ought to be at least four agreements that every individual should make when they join themselves to an organization, but even more specifically when they join themselves to a local church. Let me read that to you again. Paul is beseeching the church, the believers in the church at Corinth, and he says, now I plead with you, I exhort you, I admonish you, brethren, by the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, that you all speak the same thing, unity in speech, and that there be no divisions among you, but that you be perfectly joined together, notice what he says, in the same mind and in the same judgment. Man, I am kicking myself because I was going to read that verse to you in multiple translations, and I don't have those in front of me, but I'm going to do my best to make my way through this sermon. Notice the words of Jane Howard. She said, call it a clan, call it a network, call it a tribe, call it a family. Whatever you call it, you need one. Whatever label you attach to it, however you define it, you need people in your life. Are you with me? So let me talk to you a little bit about the genesis of this message. 
Several years ago, and I'm going to do my best to go off of memory. Several years ago, uh, and maybe Koketsu, you can pull this up. Pull up the four agreements, the four agreements. Several years ago, there was a book that was extremely popular. And I don't know how many of you have read the book, but it was called The Four Agreements for Life. It was written by Miguel Ruiz. In fact, it was made popular by Oprah Winfrey because it was one of her uh, Oprah's book club books. Now, the premise or the genesis, the origin of the content of the book was uh, derived from ancient Toltec culture. So Toltec culture uh, uh, originated in the Hidalgo region of Mexico. According to the author, uh, there were four agreements that the people who lived in this particular civilization in Hidalgo, Mexico, adhered to. There was a code of conduct that they all subscribed to. There were four agreements that they lived by, and as a result of those four agreements, they were able to live in unity and in harmony. So these were the four agreements. Number one, number one, be impeccable. Not, not ours, not ours. I'm talking about the four agreements. Uh, but be impeccable with your word. That if you're going to have healthy relationships, if you're going to have relationships that thrive, not just survive, be impeccable with your word. So, well, Pastor Ray, what does that have to do with anything? Jesus said it this way. Let your yea be yea. And let your nay be nay. Anything more than that is of the evil one. If you are the kind of person who is given to embellishments, and after you say your yes, you have to add more, and you have to add more, and if you say no, and you have to explain your no, Jesus said, anything beyond your yay or your nay is of the evil one. Be impeccable with your word. The psalmist said it this way, a man swears to his own hurt and changes not. You know what I mean? If you make a commitment, honor your commitment. Yes, yes. Even when it hurts, yes. even when it's inconvenient. Let me tell you what it also means. Don't be hasty in giving your word. For those of us who are people pleasers, that's why you need to just stop and pause. Because part of the problem is you overcommit. Because you have given your word and now you've got to keep it and honor it. Yeah. And there were four agreements that the Toltec people of Hidalgo, Mexico lived by. And the first one was be impeccable with your word. Amen. Uh, back in the 70s, there was this commercial. And this is what they said, Pastor Jesse, you might remember. I ain't picking on you because I said the 70s. But, <laughs> but there was this commercial and the tagline was, when E.F. Hutton speaks... Everybody listens. You know why? Because E.F. Hutton was impeccable with his words. Yeah. Meaning, if E.F. Hutton said it, you could take it to the bank. Yeah. And now let me tell you how you can make your words impeccable. Number one, keep your commitments. Yeah. Let your yay be yay, your nay be nay. But listen, y'all ready for this one? Let your words be few. The reason a diamond is rare and priceless is because you can't just find it everywhere. Some of y'all, y'all talk so much. Come on. Come on now. Come on. That people 
Not only are they tired of listening, they don't want to listen. Be impeccable with your word. And you know why that's important? It's important because the scripture says, in the multitude of words, sin is not absent. It's in Proverbs. In the multitude of words, the more you talk, the more likely it is that you're going to exaggerate, you're going to lie, pride will enter your words. The first agreement was to be impeccable with their words. And so the first agreement that people make when they come to converge is that they will protect the unity of the church. And there is no weapon more destructive to unity than our words. This same tongue can build up and edify. And this same tongue has the power to tear down and destroy. Four agreements. Listen, four agreements you need to make with yourself. I'm going to be impeccable with my words. I will honor my commitments. I will keep my commitments. I will not speak in haste and then change my mind. Hmm? Oof. I will let my words be few. Hmm? Listen, the less you talk, the more people want to hear what you have to say. And I'm not just saying this because I am someone who doesn't like to talk a whole lot. I get off this stage, you can ask my wife. But the less you talk, the more substance and weight your words will have. Are you with me? I call it the believer's fifth amendment. It's from Proverbs 14. It says the fool vents all his feelings, but the wise man holds them back. Pastor Ray didn't call you that. The scripture said that. It says it is a foolish thing to vent all your feelings for the person. Well, I just call it like it is. I just say it like it is. I just speak my mind. The Bible says it's foolish to do that, to vent all your feelings. The wise man, the wise thing to do is to hold them back. You know why? It's because your thoughts are the final frontier of your privacy. Did y'all hear that? Your thoughts are the final frontier of your privacy. Once they come out your mouth, everybody know what you're thinking? Everybody know what you're planning? Everybody knows your dreams. And listen, not everybody deserves that level of access to you. The problem is, it's steady coming out your mouth. So people know how to be critical of you. They know how to judge you. They know how to stop you. They know how to sabotage and undermine you. And that was the problem with 17-year-old Joseph. God gave him a dream, two dreams. And because he was too naive, because he didn't understand the power of impeccable words, 
because he didn't understand the, the power of, of, of privacy. He blurted out his dreams, listen, to the wrong audience. Listen, if you'll be more selective with your words, you will be more effective in life. Some of y'all saying the right things to the wrong people. So God gives Joseph a dream, and because he didn't understand the power of his words, he told his dream to his brothers who hated him. And notice what he said. He said, hey man, I know y'all hate me, but God told me, all y'all gonna bow to me. Now, what do you imagine the response of people who hate you is going to be? After you say, God told me, y'all hate me, but he about to elevate me, and all y'all going to bow to me. You, I feel a Fred Sanford moment coming. You big dummy. That's a Lamont move. And most of us, most of us, in our excitement or even our naivete, even when God gives you a dream, just open your The first agreement that the Taltec people had was be impeccable with your words. For us here at Converge Church, we say we will protect the unity of our church. Why? Because of the power of our words. The power that words have to build up, but also to destroy. Notice the Tower of Babel. God came down and did what? change their language. Why? When you read the text in Genesis 11, it says nothing will be impossible to these people because they are determined and they speak with one voice. So when and how and where did this miracle where they were building a tower to heaven stop? When God changed their language. That's why Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 1, I beseech you that you be of one language. What does that mean for me as a believer? My words ought to align with what God is saying. My words ought to be an echo of God's voice, not my circumstances. I ought to speak the same thing as God has spoken about me. Not what culture said, not what my mom and them said, not what so-and-so said, what God says. And that's why the, the scripture in Hebrew said, hold fast your confession. You know what it means? It means to same speak God. In the Greek, it's homo legeo. Homo meaning same, logeo meaning word. Same speak. What you hear God say is what you repeat. When I was in the army, listen, the only thing we said when we were running is we repeated what the drill sergeant said. When the drill sergeant said, one mile, we repeated, one mile, I can go. Two miles through the snow. Three miles, I can hang. Come on, somebody, I'm having a flashback. <laughs> listen, we ought to be the same way with God so that our words become impeccable because our words about ourselves and about others align with what God has said. Even Jesus was impeccable with his words. He said, I only do what I see the Father do. And I only say what I hear the Father say. So if you want to know anything about God the Father, look at the life of Jesus. Your words matter. Because life and death are in the power of the tongue. Come on, somebody. I'm spitting on all of y'all in this front row today, man. I'm so sorry. Y'all in that Shamu section from... Six Flags. 
splash zone. A sea world. What did I say? Six flags? My bad. Loud and wrong in that splash zone. Number two. I'm going to see if I can remember this. Koketsu, if I lose my way, help me out. The second agreement that the Toltec people had, second agreement, second agreement was, don't tell me, second agreement was, don't take everything personally. Oof. Listen, if you're going to live in community, if you're going to get along with other people, let me just say this, offense is inevitable. It's going to happen. Somebody's going to make you mad. Mm -hmm. But it's how you deal with and process that offense that matters. Mm -hmm. Hmm. Most of us would be better off right now where you are in life. Mm -hmm. If you would develop thick skin. Thick skin, tender heart. Thin skin. Calloused heart. Most, of, most people live in reverse. Got thin skin. And because you got thin skin, you let everything get to your heart. And now your heart is hardened. When what God wants you to do is develop thick skin. Because that thick skin will protect your tender heart. Let me tell you the danger of it. Solomon, the wisest man who ever lived, Proverbs chapter 4 and verse 23 said, guard your heart. Because out of your heart flow all the issues of life. We think the things that, 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 uh, uh, that hurt us come from without. He said all of life's issues emanate from the heart. Comes from here and comes out. So he said, guess what you do with that? You guard your heart. How do you guard your heart? Develop thick skin. Don't take everything personally. Are you listening to what I'm saying? I'm talking about four agreements. That's for life, but also for church. If you're going to make your way through church, mm -hmm. most of the people I meet say, yeah, somebody's navigating church hurt, navigating a faith wound. Can I just stop for a second? Can I just play? I want to say, I want to say devil's advocate, but let me change the language. Because I really, I want to play pastor's advocate. Hmm? There are things that a pastor may do that sometimes is wrong, but it ain't wicked. And if you are quick to take things personally, like when a pastor in the lobby and there's dozens of people there, and you get in line waiting for him, he didn't even see you, and he walked away and went to his office. And maybe it happened two times in a row. The pastor ignoring me. Hmm? Or, uh, let me, in fact, let me not give any more examples for you. Somebody think I'm talking about them. But there are a lot of things that happen, and it's, You see, God, God, God ain't going to judge you based on so, what somebody did to you. 
He's going to judge you based on your response to what they did to you. Are you hearing what I'm saying? Hmm? You can't control what people do. What you can't control, come on, I just heard some threads pop in the back of this jacket. Come on, somebody. This is, I bought this jacket before COVID-19, y'all. Just put it back on, man. I went like this. I heard some threads pop, y'all. Come on, Lou Ferrigno. Incredible hawk in the house. Holy Ghost power, that's what it is. Come on, somebody. Pastor Ray got to upgrade this wardrobe. I thought this thing was going to fit me good. Can't even button the jacket. Look, 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 look at this nonsense here. Come on, somebody. I'm still fine. That's all right, baby. Thank you, baby. Hi. Hi. Come on, somebody. Stay focused, Pastor. What was I saying? Uh, I was giving examples. Right, 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 right. God will judge us based on our response to what they did. I can't control what people did to me, but I can control, manage my response. Right? To every action, equal, opposite. 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 What that means is you don't fight fire with fire. Opposite. You don't fight hatred with hatred. Two wrongs don't make a right. You fight hatred with what? Love. And that's something you and I can control. It's a choice that we make and we'll have difficulty making the right choices if we take everything personally. Let me give, go back to the pastor advocate. Listen, can I say this too? Pastors bleed too. Mm-hmm. While you're expecting the pastor to run in and rescue you from wolves, he getting bit too. While the sheep got their head stuck in thorns and the pastor goes in to get them out, them thorns poking him too. And sometimes we forget that pastors got feelings too. When you don't keep your commitments, when you don't show up, when you don't take wise counsel, pastors got feelings too. And the problem with the church today, the problem with the church today is that most people want their pastors to be heroes when pastors are humans. And that's why Wendy and I don't play that. We don't play celebrity pastor. I can't deal with that kind of pressure, living up to celebrity expectations. That's why Pastor Wendy is back there teaching them kids. That's why I'll be out there setting up tables. It's good for my heart. It's good for my heart. Because whoever you allow to crown you, you will owe your allegiance to. And that's why when the people one day went from celebrating Saul and saying, this is our king, and he lost his mind over a song. When the women started singing, Saul killed a thousand, but David, he killed 10,000. Saul lost his mind. You know why? Because he was a celebrity leader. And when he saw the fans not buying his tickets, when they started going to David's concert instead of his concert, they said, oh, I'm going to take this kid out. And he spent the next 13 years of his life living with rage. You know why? 
Because he was the people's choice, not God's anointed. And the way I managed my heart, is to please God, not men. Because people are fickle. Here today, go on the next. If I had a nickel, for every time somebody said, Pastor, we ain't never leaving you. Your boy would be, anyway, y'all catch what I'm saying. Pastors have feelings too. Pastors bleed too. The problem with some pastors though, they don't deal with their pain. And pastors who don't deal with their pain make life painful for others. Victims who don't deal with their pain become villains. I call it comic book theology. You read any comic book, you'll find out when you read the backstory, the villain started somewhere in his life as a victim. Something happened that broke them. They never healed from it, never dealt with their pain, and now they've chosen to make life painful for everybody else. Victims who don't deal with their pain become Villains. And you will become a villain. You will terrorize everybody in your life if you don't deal with your pain. Are y'all listening to what I'm saying? What, what's the third agreement? Uh, let's put the second one on the board for Converge on the screen. Our second agreement. I will share the responsibility of my church. That ain't really got nothing to do with this second thing, but y'all need to know that. I'll talk about it another time. Just go with three and four. I will serve the ministry of my church. And number four, I will contribute to the health of my church. Those are the four agreements for Converge Church. I'm going to talk about the next two agreements for life because they kind of run hand in hand and we're already over time. So I'm going to wrap this up quickly. Okay. Uh, what's the third agreement? So the Toltec people, centuries ago, hmm? centuries ago, lived by this third agreement within their tribe. Don't make assumptions. We think that's a modern paradigm and a modern thought process, but how many of us, I mean, to this day, make assumptions based on stories we tell ourselves. Because you never asked for clarification. Because you didn't ask for understanding. You walked away from a relationship. You walked away from a situation. You walked away from your job. Believing. That somebody hated you, despised you, tried to get you, but never had one conversation to verify whether what you were thinking, whether your assumptions about that situation were actually true. So in Toltec culture, they did not make assumptions. What they embraced, y'all ready for this? In fact, I never read the book. I ain't never read the book, so I don't want you to assume I read the book. 
I'm just looking at these four things and I'm saying to myself, how does this apply to church and how does it apply to contemporary culture? What we ought to do instead of make assumptions is embrace the power of confrontation. Okay, I gotta, I gotta spend some time here. Let me just let y'all know, y'all gonna be late for lunch. You might wanna text them and adjust your reservations. Thank you. No. It's a great book called Crucial Conversations. And there are four authors, and there's three reasons they say everybody ought to have crucial conversations. Number one, because opinions vary. You see it one way, they see it another way. So the reason you have a crucial conversation is because you have an opinion that differs from theirs. Second reason, because emotions run deep. And our emotions are usually attached to our opinions. When someone says, I don't like that idea, or I don't appreciate your opinion, our emotions immediately get involved because we feel invalidated. So if you're not having a crucial conversation around your differing opinions, now your emotions evolve. And if you don't deal with your opinions and your emotions, here's the third thing. Stakes are high. What is at stake if you don't have this conversation? Listen to me, it ain't just going to go away. You can ignore it. You can pretend it doesn't exist. In fact, they say the reason kids love peekaboo so much is because they think when they cover their eyes because they can't see you, they think you can't see them. And most of us are playing peekaboo with our emotions. I'm going to pretend I don't see it. And if I pretend I don't see it, it's just going to magically disappear. And then we make assumptions when we should embrace confrontation. So they say, well, pastor, didn't Jesus say turn the other cheek? Let me tell you what Jesus was saying when he said turn the other cheek. If somebody strike you, turn the other cheek. Jesus was talking about retaliation, not confrontation. Retaliation is you slap me, I slap you back. What the Bible calls us to is confrontation. So when Adam messed up in the garden... What did God say? Adam, where you at, bro? Let's deal with what's going on right now. Confrontation comes from two words that means to come face to face. It doesn't mean to slap somebody, bump them upside. It means to come con with face, front or face to face. And the problem with most of us is we avoid confrontation so we make assumptions. I feel something pulling me over here. Who pulling me over here? We avoid confrontation. So we make assumptions. Hmm? And how many of us have destroyed relationships? Because you assume something that flat out wasn't true. And it wasn't until you confronted the person, came face to face. Oh, wow. I'm so sorry. But, but, but I thought, no. But, 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 yeah. Fourth agreement you ought to make in your life and that ought to exist in every church is I ain't going to make no assumptions. Here's another thing. 
even if it doesn't do, affect you directly, make sure that you don't assume that everything somebody tells you is true. Because there's a whole lot of people who have become enemies, not because that person did something to you, but because of what that person, somebody told you about that person. That wasn't even true. So you know how I like to deal with gossip? Number one, where'd you get your information? No, I, I can't No, if you can't tell me where you got your information, just stop right there. Number two, have you spoken to the person? Uh, no, I, well, I didn't talk to them. Nah, nah, go talk to them. Don't come to me. Why are you coming to me with that? Number three, oh, this one, shut it down quick. Do you mind if I quote you? Uh, I'm going to tell you this, but don't tell nobody. No, hold up now. If you're going to tell me this, number one, where you get your information? Have you, have you confronted the person that the information is about? And number three, can I quote you? Oh, we're going to shut it down real quick. Because lies thrive in anonymity. The lie lives as long as nobody claims ownership of the lie. Mm-hmm. That's how you protect your heart, your life, and that's how you protect the church. Uh, what's the fourth assumption, Doc? Let me... Oh, number four. Always do your best. So imagine that culture with people living with these four agreements. And the fourth agreement meaning always do your best. That means when I come to you, Ricky, and I have, an, uh, I have this understanding that whatever I'm asking of you is going to be your best. It ain't going to be nothing shabby. It's going to be done with excellence. Are y'all with me? That means in every transaction, I can expect quality. It's a shame. I was having a conversation with somebody. I was talking about, you know, being a pastor, talking about it, and he had all this thing about Christian. And this is what he said. He said, and this is a long time ago because I think there's still yellow pages around. He said, when I open the yellow pages and I see a business listed in the yellow pages, and it's got that ichthus, the little fish, I don't call him. And I said, why? Say, my experience has been that these people who say they're Christian with this little fish on that thing do the worst work. Now, that was his experience. That was his experience. And then most of us now, when we, we take shortcuts, you know, <laughs> let me... <laughs> Let me tell you what most of us do. When we fall short and miss the mark, we blame it on our circumstances. When someone else falls short and misses the mark, we blame their character. So we let ourselves off the hook. Oh, well, uh, no, well, you know what? What had happened was, and what had happened when it's us. When it's somebody else, we blame their character. We judge ourselves by our intentions. We judge other people by their actions. So even though we have bad actions, we say, oh, no, no, no. But my intention was, 
Always do your best. If you're a Christian, be the first one to get there, last one to leave. Hmm? Listen, I, I did a short stint in, uh, and I'm going to close here. This is my first close? Yes. Okay. <laughs> first and only, first and only. I did a short stint at uh, Renner Center Corporate, right, in IT, in IT. And I told you a story about how five people attended our church. In fact, uh, one couple just sent us uh, a picture of their beautiful baby, baby announcement. Um, they had been trying for years in vitro, didn't work. And then one day in the service, God gave me a word. They said, listen, that's our word. They held on to that word. They stopped doing all the treatments and God blessed them miraculously with their first baby. Uh, they sent me a picture. Um, but when I was working in, that's one of the families that came over from Renner Center. They live in Minnesota now, but they're still a part of Converge Church virtually. The reason I share all of that is I've always been aware that everywhere I go, it becomes my mission field as a Christ follower. And it's not because of the words I say. In fact, when I show up, I don't tell anybody I'm a pastor. I don't tell anybody I'm a Christian because immediately people put their guard up. I just want you to do you, boo-boo. You can cuss all you want. You can say, you can tell all the filthy jokes. I don't care. But there's going to be an opening for me to get in. And I ain't got to pull out the Bible. I just need to use the wisdom of God. The principles from the word of God. So people will be uh, having these arguments, talking blah, 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 blah. Let your words be few. And I say, well, Ray, what you think? And I ain't coming with Isaiah 9, 6 said, I'm coming with the wisdom of God. I'm like, wow, I never thought of it that way. So five people from work started coming. Two of them, one couple lives in Minnesota, and there's another young lady that moved to Minnesota, and God did incredible things in their lives. The company was going through massive layoffs. I'm the new guy on the block. Went through the first round of the layoff, about 250 people. I'm like, wow, I'm still here. Went through the second round, they laid off about 80 people. I'm like, man, I'm still here. What am I still doing here, Lord? And then one day, the CIO, Chief Information Officer, he and I were walking to the elevator at the same time. He said, hey, Ray, uh, come down. Well, I was in the area. He was going to the elevator. He said, hey, man, why don't you ride down with me? How does this dude even know how, who I am? So we rode down the elevator. He said, man, listen, I know there's all these crazy layoffs going around, but you're good. We need more people like you around. Now, what spoke for me? It was the quality of my work and how I influenced other coworkers who were saying things on my behalf that I didn't even know. Are y'all listening to me? Always do your best. Your reputation will precede you and follow you everywhere you go. People are having conversations about you right now that you don't even know about. And it's often because of how you've chosen to carry yourself. This is the last thing I'm going to say. Everywhere I've been, God has given me tremendous favor. And it's not because Ray Harmon is special. Listen, it's because everywhere I've gone, I've decided to do my best. Especially when the thing I was doing was not mine. When it was somebody else's. That's the problem. Also. And that's why Jesus said, 
If you're not faithful in what belongs to another man, how will God give you what is your own? That's why most people stuck. Because they don't care about the things that belong to another man. Here it is. Everywhere I've been, God has given me tremendous favor. If you can, I know this is not in my notes because this is where I'm going to close. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3. Can you put Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3 on the screen? Any translation? In fact, let me just read it. Make this agreement with yourself in life that you will always do your best. Proverbs chapter 3 and verse 3. Listen. Different translations read differently, but notice what it says in this translation. It says, let not mercy and truth forsake you. One translation says, let not mercy and faithfulness. Just be faithful. Be merciful. Be faithful. Why be merciful? The scripture says, blessed are the merciful for they shall find mercy. I know how much mercy I need in my life, y'all. That's why I'm quick to give mercy. People say time heals, and y'all heard me say before, that's a lie. Time doesn't heal. It's what I choose to do with time that determines whether I heal or not. And most of y'all use your time not to show mercy, but to fester in your anger. The scripture says bind. That means make sure mercy and truth never leave you. Bind them around your neck. Write them on the tablet of your heart. Notice verse 4. And so find favor and high esteem in the sight of who? God and man. Favor and just something that just shows up. If you're reckless, if you raggedy, if you ratchet, favor don't show up on your behalf. Show mercy. Be faithful in what belongs to someone else. And the scripture says, the favor of God, the favor of God and high esteem will be your portion, not just with God, but also with man. Let's pray. Father, we pray that you seal this word in our hearts. That God, we will be willing to make these four agreements. Just these four principles. That we will be impeccable with our word. That we won't take things personally. That God will always do our best. And I forget what the fourth thing is, but God, I pray that in our hearts and in our lives, we will make these agreements with you with you and we'll see the evidence of it in our lives in Jesus name and everyone said amen and amen if you joined us for the service this morning hold on one second if you joined us for the service this morning and you need prayer we want to take a moment to pray for you also also if you're joining us online and you just need some resources to help you jumpstart your relationship with Jesus listen we have resources we want to send to you send us an email to echurch echurch at weareconverged.com our team will get you those resources and if you need prayer uh, reach out to us again via email echurch at weareconverged.com or you can give us a call on 469-422-0436 and we want to serve you and your family a last thing if you're a first time guest with us this morning Pastor Wendy and I would love to connect with you right here in the lobby you should see a couple of big signs that say welcome center we just want to shake your hand hug your neck 
and we want to acknowledge the fact that you are here. We also have a gift that we want to give you, and we want to make sure you don't miss out on that. Amen. Coquetso, why don't you come? In fact, uh, did that help anybody this morning? Awesome, awesome, awesome. Praise the Lord. All right. Amen. All right. Please, please stand um, as we bless you up. What a wonderful word. What a wonderful word. All right. With hands lifted up to him. Yeah. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord make his face to shine upon you and be gracious to you. May the Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. In the name of Jesus. Amen. Great week. by today's worship experience, we'd love to hear from you. Maybe today's sermon was exactly what you needed to hear, or you prayed the prayer of salvation for the first time. If so, we've got some information that we'd love to send you to help kickstart your relationship with God. Or if you want more information on how to join our virtual family, please email us at echurchatweareconverged.com. If you'd like to partner with us financially, you can do so online safely and securely by visiting www.weareconverged.com forward slash give. Or you can give via text by texting Converge Give along with the dollar amount that you'd like to donate to 77977. Also, you can find all this information on our mobile app. Simply search the app or the Play Store for Converge Church Plano and download the app. It's that easy. Thank you again for joining us for today's worship experience. We look forward to staying connected with you.